Happy Wednesday, Boss Ladies, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Boss Lady Investor Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Boss Lady Investor Podcast, where each week we focus on an amazing boss lady and the occasional boss dude and hear from them about how they became successful and how they took control of their money. I'm your host, Krista Goodrich. I'm the proud author of the brand new book, The Boss Lady Investor, You Don't Need a Dick to Understand Money. I didn't come from money, but I did make it a priority to learn about money, and then I used easy techniques to become a millionaire before I was 40 years old. And trust me, I didn't invent anything cool, I've never inherited money, and I didn't marry rich. But my goal is to help you get there too. So on each show, we'll give you easy steps to becoming financially free, and maybe even rich. And while it may still be taboo to shout from the rooftops that you want to be rich, it's totally okay on this show. So now it's time to hear from some badass boss ladies about how they... And now you can achieve the financial life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Happy hump day, peeps. On episode one of the podcast, I shared with you that I would occasionally read various chapters from the book so that those of you that are interested can hear what the book is about and how it's written and see if you like it before purchasing it, which, by the way, you can purchase it on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle version, and the Audible version should hopefully be out next week, so I'm really excited about that. I hope you guys love it, and if you do, give a sister a review, as that's how books become popular. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start reading Chapter 2. It's all about generations of women and how we can support each other to all achieve our best lives ever. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Chapter 2. The Greatest Generations Before you go any further, I want you to give yourself a pat on the back. You see, I don't know anything about who you are, where you come from, or how much money you have or don't have. What I do know is this. You chose to pick up a book and educate yourself on finances. Thankfully, it happens to be my book. That means you're proactively taking steps to improve your life. You're choosing to become empowered by money instead of intimidated by it. And for that, you deserve a pat on the back. Taking control of your finances is kind of like deciding to work out. You can think about it, buy the gear, and imagine what you'll look like doing it. But the day you actually walk into the gym is the day you start to make a change. Today is that day for you and your finances. You go, girl. By the end of this book, you will be a woman who truly understands her money. You'll know how to build confidence in how you spend it, save it, and invest it. You will be a true boss lady. Now, with all of that said, this mini-chapter isn't even about money or finances. Instead, I want to talk about women as a tribe. 
If we are to grow and thrive, we have to start accepting and celebrating one another. We need to support each other and stand up for one another instead of tearing each other down. We have to want the women around us to be boss ladies, or at least on their way to becoming one. I know, I know, that sounds like such a trite cliche. It can be so easy to succumb to jealousy, fear, and insecurity, especially in the social media age. All of these things which breed hate and resentment. But sometimes it feels impossible to resist the urge to hate stalk someone on Instagram and wallow in those negative feelings. Ugh, there goes Marie again with another gym selfie. How self-involved. Does she ever even work? Or, that bitch Karen, did you get the latest memo? She's making all of us come in for overtime over the weekend. Just because she doesn't have a life, she assumes the rest of us don't either. Or how about this one? I swear, I can't take another minute of PTA President Susan Von Holier-than-thou. Does she have to post every single school event on the Facebook page? It's bad enough that I can't even be there. Does any of that sound remotely familiar? I know it does for me. Here's the thing. Those thoughts and emotions do not serve you. They are a waste of precious mental and emotional energy. They won't help you become better and they certainly won't help you feel better either. Fight the good fight and resist those petty emotions. Basically, don't be a hater. Every time we hate on another woman or call her a name, we are discrediting our entire gender. The world out there will find dozens of ways to break us down. So why do it to each other? Instead, if we all banded together and committed to supporting one another, we would be unstoppable. Now, if you're struggling to reverse these kinds of thoughts, try this. Every time you think or say something mean about another lady, hit the big red stop button in your brain. Then shift gears into saying something nice about them. If you see a successful woman in a killer designer suit, instead of feeling envious, give her a high five. Chances are she worked her ass off to earn it. If you scroll past yet another gym selfie, write an encouraging comment. You don't get a fit body by doing nothing. In fact, it's hella hard work. Remember that you never know where someone is in her journey and first impressions are so very rarely right. I have an introverted friend who's super sweet and selfless, but who doesn't do well in large group settings. She tends to clam up and people who don't know her well assume she's snobby or unapproachable. That couldn't be further from the truth, but they'll probably never know because they won't give her a chance. The point is, everyone needs a cheerleader. Uplifting and supporting one another is good for the world and good for your soul. So just treat others as you'd like to be treated. It becomes easier to support and accept one another when we understand each other. When I started writing this book, I realized that generational differences played a significant role in the perceptions we have of one another. So tell me if any of this sounds familiar to you. Generation Z is so addicted to technology. Millennials are lazy and entitled. Baby boomers are selfish and out of touch. 
Now, to my fellow Gen Xers, we kind of get a pass on this as we are the forgotten middle child of America. Sandwiched in between attention-getting baby boomers and the millennials, we don't get nearly as much attention from the media, which, depending how you look at it, is both a blessing and an insult. To help me get a deeper understanding, I spoke with ladies from various walks of life and generations, women of the greatest generation in their twilight years, baby boomers entering retirement, Gen Xers at the peak of their working lives, and millennials and Gen Zers just starting out. While we all have differing histories, we're really not all that different. All the women I spoke to have hopes and dreams and want to be happy. We're going to band together as a powerful tribe. We have to understand where each generation and individual person is coming from. For instance, let's talk about the much maligned millennials. The challenges faced by this group are vastly different than those of Gen Xers and baby boomers. Millennials were raised in a world that was rapidly changing by advancing technology. Yet many can still remember a time before the internet. Social media too became a way of life during their formative teen and early adulthood years. It should come as no surprise that millennials are significantly more tech savvy than their older counterparts. But with that comes some unintended consequences. A special report compiled by The Economist says that millennials are considered the brainiest, best educated generation ever. So how could that be a problem? Well, consider this. As a direct result of the heavy emphasis on education, more millennials went to college than any other generation by over 60%, according to the White House. In most cases, all that education led to a college degree, except today, such a distinction is the equivalent of what a high school diploma once was, a basic qualification. That education didn't come cheap either. So these graduates left school saddled with thousands of dollars in tuition and student loan debt. A jaw-dropping Business Insider report said that since 1980, the cost of a four-year degree has risen over 260% compared to a 120% increase in other consumer goods. Since 1995, when Gen Xers were likely in college, tuition has increased over 224%. Compare that to Gen Xers and baby boomers whose education costs significantly less. In comparison with their high school educated peers, a college degree frequently led to higher paying jobs that could pay off those student loans more quickly. Not so for millennials. Following the advice of the generations before them, they enrolled in college in droves only to leave school with massive student loan balances. And those high paying jobs had disappeared into thin air. When these fresh-faced graduates entered the job market, the U.S. was in the middle of one of the biggest recessions in our country's history. Jobs that offered to pay off your student loans simply did not exist. And side note, that actually did exist when I graduated college. Don't hate us Gen Xers. If you were lucky enough to find any job as a millennial, chances are it paid significantly less than it had 10 years earlier. On top of everything, Millennials were often competing for said job against now unemployed Gen Xers and baby boomers 
who had resumes stacked with job experiences. Fun, 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 fun. To add insult to injury, USA Today reports that millennials earn 20% less than baby boomers did at the same age. In most cases, wages have not kept up with the cost of inflation, further reducing their purchasing power. If you are a bright, driven millennial that chose college as your path, you might now be choosing between paying off your student loans or saving for retirement. It's no wonder it's more common for this highly educated generation to move back home and live with their parents. Tremendous student loan debt, low wages, and skyrocketing housing prices make it easy to see why millennials report higher levels of anxiety and depression than previous generations. Fortunately, it's not all bad news. Thanks in part to some of the challenges faced by millennials, some game-changing new ideas have come to the market. Do any of these ring a bell? Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Mashable, Airbnb, Asana, Lyft, Spotify, Mozilla Firefox, Groupon, Snapchat, WordPress, Dropbox, Y Combinator, Eventbrite, Blue Apron. Yep, all started by millennials. Ride sharing, such as Lyft, and home sharing, such as Airbnb, in particular, are now hallmarks of the sharing economy, a phenomenon driven by millennials. These businesses have created marvelous new travel experiences for the world and new opportunities for innovation and earning. Others, like Dropbox and Asana, even help the planet by reducing paper waste through paperless solutions like email and cloud storage. The lack of well-paying jobs created a few other new phenomena. Number one, telecommuting. Today, working from home in some capacity is much more common than in decades past. This flexibility gives working parents the opportunity to participate in school functions with their kids and come closer to attaining a healthy work-life balance, a concept utterly foreign to, or flat out impossible, for many baby boomers. Number two, remote work. Thanks to the technological advances of the internet age, these days many jobs can be done from anywhere with a decent internet connection. Remote work has opened the door of opportunity worldwide and enabled international teams to work together a zillion times more efficiently than they could 20 years ago. If I had been writing this book back then, it would have been a major pain in the ass. If I wanted to do any traveling, I'd have to load up a typewriter and drag around reams of paper or, God forbid, handwrite it. Otherwise, I'd be chained to a painfully slow desktop computer. But today, I can be anywhere, even in my car, with the help of dictation software. Number three, an entrepreneurship boom. Since jobs were so hard to find, many millennials created their own. Blogging, web-based products, social media, lifestyle careers, adventure jobs, and more. Granted, it was a bit forced upon them by their shitty circumstances, but look at the innovation it has produced. To my millennial readers, keep being dreamers. It is a beautiful thing, and there's nothing wrong with it. Plus, it's free. The world you walked into was very different, and in some ways, 
a lot scarier than the one previous generations had enjoyed. You've had to face challenges and make decisions your parents and grandparents couldn't have dreamed of. I see your struggles. I respect your refusal to give up. And I, and others of all generations, sincerely appreciate the positive contributions you are making to the world. Continue to work hard, be honest, and do right by people. Those three things have not changed with any generation, and if you stick to those, you'll be rewarded personally and professionally. To my fellow Gen Xers out there and my baby boomers, I haven't forgotten about you. We face challenges too, and I don't mean to diminish those, but I do think that millennials get unfairly crapped on by the media and public figures. They deserve a little more respect for the bleak landscape in which they started their adult lives. The earlier generations may have entered a more welcoming and prosperous job market, but we also saw our home values and retirement accounts plummet during the Great Recession. It was heartbreaking and devastating. Ten years later, we're back with a vengeance. More women are homeowners now than ever before. We're moving up in the career ranks, despite a wage gap that definitely exists but has improved. And we've made major strides in reducing sexism in the workplace. We still have a long way to go, but we're moving in the right direction to close the gap on jobs, wealth, and retirement. The bottom line is this. All generations need to band together to keep the momentum going and to support our tribe of sisters. Each generation has had to adapt to the challenge of life during their time. Each has endured change and hardship while also making incredible strides forward in technology, resources, and improvements for all of us. Future generations will benefit from them. For our tribe of amazing women to succeed, we have to celebrate our differences and demolish preconceived notions. A baby boomer is not old-fashioned because they don't like rap music any more than a college kid isn't cultured if they don't care for the Beatles. We come from different times, that's all. Here's one thing I am sure of. Regardless of your generation, background, or socioeconomic status, there's something for you in these pages. No money? I'll show you how to get ahead with smart money moves and saving. Can't seem to hold on to the money you do have? Well, then I'll show you how to manage it better. We're going to talk about everything from retirement plans and life insurance to student loans and debt reduction. I'll even touch on foreclosure, bankruptcy, and lawsuits. Things that can happen at any life stage and all of which have happened to me. We're going to do all this while I try to keep it fun with entertaining stories about my life. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're starting from. If your end goal is to get your financial house in order, then this book is for you. Like many of you, I started my life with nothing except for a bunch of student loan debt and some sky-high dreams, like the kind of dreams people roll their eyes at. I have never inherited money or invented anything, and there are plenty of people much smarter than me. But I do have three things that are more important than any of that. Number one, grit. 
Grit is just stubbornness in fewer letters. It means never giving up on something you want, no matter how hard, tedious, or stressful it is. It is arguably the most important indicator of success or future success that there is, even above talent or skill. Number two is a strong work ethic. I am willing to work my ass off to achieve my dreams, and I hope you are too. Without serious action, they'll stay just that, dreams. And number three, a tribe of amazing women, which now includes you. I choose to surround myself with successful women who don't roll their eyes at my dreams, but instead support and encourage my journey. I do the same for them. And I promise I'll be doing the same for you, too. This isn't just a conceptual tribe that I'm talking about, by the way. We don't just think pleasant thoughts about each other and put good vibes out into the universe. No. Our tribe of Boss Lady Investors actually hangs out on my website, thebossladyinvestor.com. There you can create a profile, join us in discussion, ask questions about anything you've read in the book, share resources and useful information, and most of all, Support and encourage your fellow boss ladies. A woman who takes control of her finances and understands money is a gift to others around her. So share what you learn and invite your girlfriends to join us. I'll be there, ready to work with you on achieving your dreams, because a rising tide lifts all boats, right? I can't wait to see you there. All right, guys. Well, that was chapter two of the book. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope it reminds you to treat all your boss lady sisters with respect. And remember that we are all trying to live our best life ever. If you did enjoy this podcast and want to learn more money tips on how to get out of debt, start saving, start investing, retirement plans, and more, then my brand new and first book, is available on Amazon. It's The Boss Lady Investor. You don't need a dick to understand money. I'm really proud of the book, and I worked really hard over the last year and a half to jam-pack the book full of useful information. I hope that you'll consider purchasing a copy for either yourself or an important boss lady in your life. And if you happen to do so, thank you in advance. I love you for it. If you would, give me a review, as that's how we help get the word out to all the other boss ladies in the making out there so that they can start to live the financial future of their dreams. I look forward to talking with you guys at our next podcast, but until then, keep learning, keep reaching for your dreams, stay amazing, and just know that regardless what challenge and what obstacles you may face, I believe in you because boss ladies, you got this.